You just have to want to do something and then things can fall into place. You don't need to know everything when you start. Welcome to Athletes Doing Good Podcast. I'm Shelly Seward, president of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter Jen Latta. WNBA player Renee Montgomery made a difficult decision to opt out of the 2020 season to fight for social and racial justice reform. In 2019, Renee started the Renee Montgomery Foundation to serve the community of Atlanta, working to promote love and positivity and equality to all. Today, Renee gives us a glimpse at what it's like starting her own foundation, working towards change, and how others can make an impact by having an opinion. Renee's enthusiasm and commitment to her foundation and creating change makes her a great example of another athlete doing good. To join Athletes in Doing Good, text ADG2020 to 76278 and donate today. The Athletes Podcast with the most downloads each month will receive the money raised for his or her charity. Could you give us a little bit of background on yourself just from... um, a personal and an athletic, all of the achievements. That Just you in general? Oh, Just gosh. Okay, general. so I'll give you the quick version. I grew up, born and raised in West Virginia. I went on to go to school at UConn, graduated in 2009 when we won a championship that year, drafted number four in the WNBA draft, went on to have currently an 11-year pro career and won two championships. So that would be a cliff nose version. And this season, I decided to opt out this 2020 season to fight the cause. So here I am. <laughs> that cliff notes is even impressive. So congratulations <laughs> on that. <laughs> Thank you. It's awkward talking about yourself. I know. I, some notes that I have here that probably, you know, being awkward talking about yourself, but I do think is worth mentioning is... NBA All-Star, as well as sixth, sixth Woman of the Year, as well as reaching the 500 mark for three-pointers made. So great achievements as well. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. I kind of hit on the, the team accomplishments. Those are individual ones, but those work too. So I, I'm, I'm thankful for you bringing them up, but you know, it's awkward for me. <laughs> no, get it. So Renee, tell us, was it a difficult decision choosing to sit out this year? What was the thought process with that? Oh, yeah, it was very difficult. Just considering the fact that I've played basketball my whole life. You know, I talked about growing up in West Virginia. I can remember wanting to be in the position I am now, a WNBA player. So that was not a decision I made lightly. I didn't take it lightly, but it's a decision that it might be one of my more prouder moments when it comes to sports. It certainly is. I think, you know, is there anything as you advocate for equality that you would recommend that others could do to help, to be a part of it, to help raise awareness? What are some things that the general public could really help with? I would say something that the general public can help with is just having an opinion. And the reason I say that is when you feel like you have an opinion, then you're going to feel like you want your voice heard because you're going to feel like, oh, well, I know how I feel about this. I should say something. And the reason I say that is because people need to feel connected to voting, connected to this election, connected to all elections. And the reason the way you feel connected to things is if you feel you have a personal connection. So if you start to have an opinion about 
policies, opinion about campaigns, about stances, then now you're starting to get involved in the process. So I would just say everyone get involved in the process, educate yourselves like this is a whole we thing, a democracy. So we, we need everyone to take part in it. I love the passion in your voice when you talk about it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. What can you tell us about your foundation? Yeah, so my foundation, the Renee Montgomery Foundation, we created it last year, and it's just because I wanted to do things on a larger scale. You know, I was I was doing little things in the communities that I knew. You know, I have a YMCA that I'm on the board of, and I was doing different things of that nature, but I wanted to do it on a bigger scale. So I started my foundation not knowing that this year we were going to be trying to build a tech center at Morris Brown, not knowing that this year we were going to be creating a whole voters registration campaign called Remember the in November. But the reason I say that is because I've always wanted to do something. Since 2019, when we got our 501c3, I was really excited because I'm like, oh, now businesses will help me do something because we can write it off. I started to understand the process of it all. And, and so what I'm trying to do is we watch police brutality and we talk about all the systematic problems that exist. And I don't know the answer just yet. So what I'm trying to do is just find out a way to, to bring some positivity and to build on the other end. So if anybody's watching this and wants to donate to my foundation, please go to momentsequalmomentum.com. We're trying to build a tech center on Morris Brown as well as gift grants to uh, HBU students. So we're just trying to do something positive on the other side of things. I love it. And I think hearing you say going through that process yeah. of starting a foundation yeah. and and really honing in. Because on... it's not easy. It's not an easy it's process. It's not easy. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I applaud you for that because it truly Thank isn't. You. And I think so many times people think that it is. Mm-hmm. And I think um, also hearing you state that, you know, looking at what your mission vision is, but also being flexible enough given what is going on in today's world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the thing, because when I started my foundation, originally I didn't necessarily know I was going to be doing a tech center and I was going to be HBCU focused. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to start working with the Jackie Robinson foundation. Like who knew, you know, but that's why I tell people to just start having opinions, start wanting to do things, because when you start doing that, that's when these things happen. You know, I didn't when in 2019, when I just applied to get my 501c3 and applied to get all these different things, I had no idea I was opting out of the 2020 season. So the reason I say that is because you just have to want to do something and then things can fall into place. You don't need to know everything when you start. What is Remember the Third? Remember the 3rd of November is right now we have a lot of passion. A lot of people are upset about what's happening. The the killings we watch on live television with the, the, with the police brutality. We're watching so many different things with the protests. And so remember the 3rd of November is to help connect that passion to the polls. So, okay, you're very passionate about what's happening. Some people are passionate about defund the police. Well, did you know that your mayor create the budget for your city. And do you know what what the fund the police actually means? You know, it doesn't mean take all the money away. It means move the money around and that budget that the mayor does. So, you know, it starts to get people to connect to local voting and, and federal voting and local government and just making them see that, yeah, the issues that you are concerned about, they can have an effect at the polls. So go to the polls, vote and have a and have a, a say again, opinion and what you want to change. I love it. What what do you hope that young girls can learn from you? Uh, I hope young girls learn that 
that we can do anything, you know, and it sounds funny and it sounds cliche, but, you know, when I opted out, a lot of people told me that, well, there goes my platform. There goes my voice. No one's going to care. No one cared about women's basketball before. And they're definitely not going to care about a WNBA player that's not playing in the WNBA. These are real tweets that I received. So some, some young kids and some young girls might believe things that they read on the internet. You can't do that. Like, you know what you want to do. You know what you're capable of doing. You know you best. You know, you're the only one that knows you the best. And so having said that, whatever you want to do, you can do it if you want to do it. So that's that's what I would just say, because there was there was there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people that have a problem for every solution. But you can't you can't focus on that. You have to focus on what you want to do. I love the positive attitude. Clearly, you're a very driven person. I think sports builds that in you. And that's why when I created my foundation, the mission statement was to to teach the skill sets I learned through sports, you know, which is confidence, teamwork, discipline, all that stuff applies to, to regular life. And so just just knowing that and knowing that I wasn't I wasn't necessarily born with all of the confidence that I have now or born with the, the head strength and the head mentality that I have now, the mental toughness. I wasn't necessarily born with it, but it is something that you can develop. But I think, as you said, that is the sports mentality and what you learn from playing sports can definitely transcend into many different areas of life. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, with young girls, you see a dip in, in young girls in sports at a certain age, around 13 and, and different things. And that's that's where a lot of kids start to decide where they want their path to be, you know, subconsciously. At 13, you, you know, you might say out loud, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be an athlete. And plenty of people say that and go on to do different things. But that's when your mind starts to focus and prioritize things. So young girls might hear people saying, you're not going to make it far, you're not going to do this. And so they start to drop out of sports, they start to they stop doing the things that they thought they wanted to do and do the things that they think people wants them to do. So I always want to tell young girls, young kids in general, like if you want to be a doctor and you're living in an area where there's no doctors. And so people are like, that's not realistic. No one from this area becomes a doctor. Well, my sister is the first black pharmacist. That's a manager in, in West Virginia, you know, she's a woman. So I just, just having said that she's, she's the first. And, and when we were growing up, I remember my sister wanting to be a doctor And so I remember my parents telling her she could do it. And now she is that having said that, even though there was none before her. That is remarkable. Clearly your parents played a big impact in your life. Is there other mentors that you've had that have really influenced you? I would say other than my parents, because they had the biggest influence on me. They, they are, when everybody talks about like how they can't understand how positive I think or how on the silver lining I always look. That's my parents. Like, it's like, it's like ingrained in me so much that my brain automatically, like when I reach a problem, I always just start to shift. Like, all right, how can we get around this? Like, that's just how I, how I, my brain functions. But I would say coach Ariema, you know, he's been one of the people that has been, like not just a mentor when I was there at UConn because always coaches are going to give you a lot of attention when you're playing for their program. They want to see their program do well, but coach Ariema just now, let's say me leaving UConn, me not being at UConn anymore. I mean, he was the first person that donated. He just made a pledge to my, to my foundation, you know, a large pledge at that. So not only just being my coach on the basketball court, but also supporting me off the court with my Mama's Eagle momentum. He, you know, just being the first one to step up when I'm like, 
okay, this is going to be hard to raise a lot of money. Where do I start? I started with UConn and, and coach was there for it. So, yeah, I'm so thankful for that connection. He clearly believes in you on and off the court. Are there any documentaries, is there any literature or anything you have read or seen that would be helpful to individuals who are trying to educate themselves here? Oh man, go to Netflix. But I would say, I would say the 13th was very enlightening just on the Netflix. If, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's so enlightening on just the the whole picture, big picture. You know, a lot of times we see, you might see a law and oh, I've heard of the 13th and you might not know the, the effect, the domino effect that a law has. So just to put it in perspective, you know, they're making Brianna's law in certain cities where there's no, no such thing as a no knock warrant anymore. And that can have a domino effect that could save someone's lives. So I would say just Google it, research it. There's so much out there with the Internet now. No one has an excuse anymore. Like if you want to know about any topic under the sun, you can go on the Internet and do it. So there's not that excuse of I didn't know anymore. If you want to know, you can know. Well, I thank you for being with us and I thank you for joining us and I thank you for using your platform for good. And I hope that so many others are encouraged to go and educate themselves and, and do the same as to what you're doing because everybody can make an impact. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews, to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others. To join athletes in doing good, text ADG2020 to 76278 and donate today. The Athletes Podcast with the most downloads each month will receive the money raised for his or her charity.